This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. Questions, and then we'll jump into what we um, want to talk about today. So the first question is, when it comes to voting for our president, does God make the ultimate decision or does man? And as a Christian, should I vote? Um, so the first question, when it comes to voting for our president, does God make the ultimate decision or does man? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind with that question is Saul. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Saul in the Bible. Um, he was the first king of Israel. And actually, the people wanted Saul. And God was like, I'm your king. But they actually wanted Saul. So God let them have a king. And the king was then subject to the Lord. So, because eventually, you know the story of Saul. Um, he eventually got a little too big for his britches, and God was like, I put you there, and I can remove you from there. So here it goes kind of hand in hand. Yeah. As people, we have free will. God will never take our free will from us. Look at Adam and Eve. God allowed them to make their decision, and here we are now. Jesus had to go to the cross, die on the cross, raise again for all of us to be able to access what they had free access to in the garden. So God gives us free will. So people, as we vote, that is our, the will of the people being exercised. However, whoever is in office is subject to God. So here is where the authority of the saints and the church comes in. We have been given authority um, over all things, and we can pray. Prayer, our prayers, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. We can speak to the mountain and, and say, be thou removed, and it will be removed, not because of us, but because of the authority inside of us. We have Jesus living inside of us. So we are able to pray and see things shift and change. Um, we, we're able to pray, because if you look through scripture, eventually Saul was removed. Um, um, our prayers can um, shift the heart of anybody in power. Look at Pharaoh, um, Saul, I said. Um, Nehemiah had favor of the king to go and do things for the kingdom. Like you have to think about, here's where, and this is where identity comes in. If you know who you are in Christ, you know that when you pray that things make a difference. Prayer is not a second option. Prayer is always the first option, always. Always, always, always. And that's why this ties into last week when we talked about whoever, we talked about politics and whoever sits in the office right now is subject to God. So rest assured, one day, whoever is an authority in governing people will stand before the Lord one day and have to answer for their actions. So even if you don't see justice served here, it's coming. It's coming. You have to trust that we serve a just God. You have to trust that God is very well aware of what is going on and that ultimately we will all stand before the Lord. My husband and I are going to stand before the Lord for the way we pastored this church and pastored people. We are going to stand before the Lord. So anybody in authority is subject to God, but the will of the people will be exercised to put in position whoever they will to put in position but ultimately, our prayers can make a difference. Yeah. 
So should a Christian vote? Yes. I don't think I need to, to qualify that statement. Just yes, you should vote because your voice matters and your vote matters. Vote and pray. Pray and vote. Pray while you vote. Pray on the way. Pray while you're there. Pray in the booth. Pray in tongues really loud. In the booth. No. You're like, what is going on in there? But Mind your business. I'm voting. This is how I vote. No. So hopefully that answered that question. Um, and I hope that brings clarity to some people. Because even last week when I said that it, it doesn't matter who sits in the office, it's not that it doesn't matter who sits in the office. Yeah, what matters more is who you are in Christ yes. and the things that we are responsible we for. Over. We have control over how we respond, how That's we good. pray, how we act, yes. how we speak. Those yes. are the things that we can control. Yes. So you do your part and let God do his part. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Good word. What's the next question, babe? So next question is, because culture is shifting, do we have to shift the way we do church? And I would answer that simply. That's a great question. Uh, I would say that yes and no. We, will, we, we as a church are constantly changing our method. Our methods change, uh, but the message doesn't. I think where the church has gotten into trouble is the church is called sacred what isn't. And so there's generations, hundreds of years of doing church the same way, method. It's not sacred. Uh, but what is sacred? The word of God is sacred. The Holy Spirit, sacred. Um, you know, worship is sacred. Baptism, sacred. Um, you know, uh, those elements don't change. Those, you know, uh, communion is something sacred. Uh, whether you do it with a loaf of bread or a... Or a or um, a, cracker. Uh, a little cracker. Or I like personally a, don't like a dry wafer. It's sanitary, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anybody want like a nice loaf of bread? <laughs> no. Not right now, but, but, yeah. but you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Um, but the point is the method has changed. But what it is, what it represents is communion with Christ, the remembrance of the body, the broken body and the shed blood and doing it in a community context. That doesn't change. The method changes. So I know that's a very simple answer. I think that's a whole series. But um, there are things in culture that are neutral. There are things in culture that are demonic. So ch the church may adjust cultural elements, but we don't change the message. We never touch the message. We may touch um, the method of things, um, you know, uh, and the way, like for instance, even me um, all, yeah, getting saved in the 90s, church Every church had a big old pulpit, and there were fake plants on either side of it. <laughs> Somebody say method. Um, and back then, um, in the church I grew up, for some reason, in the certain context, some of you might be uh, relate to this, is in every church back then, the charismatic kind of progressive church environments where God was moving, every sanctuary had the flags of the world around it. <laughs> Somebody, and that's cool. It was all about the nations and, and stuff. And that's nothing. But there was an emphasis there. Maybe something God was doing. But it's a method. It's a method. It's not that element isn't sacred. Does that make sense? So are anybody glad that church has changed some things? Aren't you glad that we as a church aren't going to change ever certain things? So we just got to learn how to filter it through the word and be like, okay, no, 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 that's sacred. Jesus is the savior of the world. Not touching that one. <laughs> you know, born of a virgin, raised from the dead, not touching that. Amen. Somebody say sacred. Okay, there we go. That's the answer to, my, to the question. All right, here we go. First point. Of the, did you want to say anything? 
I was going to, but okay, that's okay. okay. No, it's okay. We can just okay. let's just jump ahead. She said, she said like this. That's how we. That's how we talk sometimes. He's like, nonstop. And so hopefully, sorry to go back to that real quick. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, your pastors are evaluating our methods and changing them, because we want to do what works. And so I'm sure there's plenty of things that we can change methods to make things better, to minister better, to find people and minister and pastor them. So hopefully we're doing that. But And I think too, as a church, as there's the, the global church, right. the church of Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. and then there are individual local churches, churches, local churches. And I think it's important for us to remember that each local church has a, has yes. a, is unique and yeah. has its own mission. Yeah. We are not going to be doing everything that the church down the street is going to be doing because maybe they're filling a gap that we're not. Like, we have to give grace for churches too because everybody um, has their own lane. Every church has its mission and has its vision and has its methods. And that's okay. It might not be your cup of tea, but it might be someone else's. And we have to remember that um, the church is, just as we're talking about... um, um, identity and the, the individuality and uniqueness of, of us as people and appreciating those things about us as individuals, we have to remember that churches are the same way. It's going to be a reflection of the people who are there, the vision of the house, and um, let them do what they do. And then we will do what we do. Um, and hopefully, like you said, the churches and the leaders are sensitive to what's going on in the world and sensitive to the culture shifts and changes. But we don't shift just because culture is shifting. We shift because God is directing us to shift. So we, we, our alignment is not to what's happening in the world. Our alignment is to what God is calling us to do. Do we stay here, God? Do we move here? Do we take a left turn here or do we keep going? So that's why your prayers, we need your prayers <laughs> to make sure too that we're hearing clearly from the Lord. That as we lead, that we're leading um, and being led by the Spirit of God. That it's not us, not yes. all us. Because yes. it's going to be us to some degree. But that um, God is using us for his glory. That we are being sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God. And leading us all together in one common purpose, one common goal. Yeah, and even our choice to gather. Um, this is this today. Churches gathering is not popular right now, and I understand why. We're not against it, but we had to make a choice for ourselves in this community, and then talking to our leaders. So we did feel a little pressure. Our honestly, I did just because. Oh, other churches are doing it. Should we? Maybe because. And then I really had to evaluate that. Um, and I, you know, and just part of these practical reasons were based on the size of our community. And I'm sure those of you that are reading the news and all that, that there was a threshold number. We did, we were under that. Um, it might have dropped like right before we started. Some of you were looking at me and like, no, no we need the show. <laughs> um, it but, is. It's, but, it's shrinking every day. Yes. And we're just rest yes. assured that we are watching those numbers. We are. And um, we're concerned about yes. the safety and care of yes. people physically, but also spiritually. Yes. So that's why we're meeting today. Um, yes. And we will evaluate yeah. weekly going forward. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Here it is. Point number one. We're going to just jump into a point. Is that all right? Here it is. We're talking about identity. One more. uh, Another time, just look at your neighbor again and say, I know who I am. I know who I am. Here it is. Here it is. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will never know who you are in life. Um, Let's let's, say law pause. Think about that. (laughs) 
if you, my wife said this while we were studying, I was like, ooh. He's like, that's a point. That's a point. (laughs) You know, you're just talking. (laughs) Because identity touches everything. It does. It is who you are. That is a big, that's big, right? If it's not what you do, it's who you are. It's who you are. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will never know who you are in life. Somebody say, say la pause. Think about that. They don't know what you're talking about. All right. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23. Here we go. We're going to break this down. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. All of you, okay? And may your, here it is, whole spirit. Everybody say spirit. Spirit. Soul. Soul. And body. And body. Let's say it again. Say spirit. Spirit. Soul. Soul. And body. And body. Okay. So spirit, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we just want to start with this. When we talk about identity, because you're a three-part being. Okay, I'm going to say it a different way. I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And I live in a body. Let's say it again uh, so, we, so we know we really got it. Say, I, have a, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And I live in a body. Okay. And so here we go. I'm going to just, I, I got a diagram here. I want to show you. But here it is. This is you. All right? Spirit, soul, and body. Uh, the core of who you are. The Bible says eternity is in the heart of every man. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. It's talking about your spirit. You are a spiritual being. When you talk about identity, we must talk about that fact that you are a spiritual being. You are not in an emo- We are emotional beings. It's part of who we are. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that the body is dead without the spirit, meaning you are going to leave that beautiful shell you got on right now. All right? Look at your neighbor and tell him, I know I look good. Come on, tell him. I know I look good. But there's more to me than this. All right? All right? So you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Now let's go to the next one. We're going to kind of break this down. Okay? So just, is this visual helping you guys out a little bit? Here it is. So in your spirit, that's where Christ is. Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Um, that is your position in Christ. Yeah. Seated in heavenly places. New creation. Born again. You know, you're, you are alive unto God as a result of that right there. How many of you know them other things? Soul and body, we need some work. Can somebody <laughs> say amen? Amen. But when you talk about position, when you talk about Jesus saved me, uh, heal me, fill me with your Holy Spirit, boom, your spirit is alive. You are no longer dead. Amen. You're working on some things, but you are a living being. You, worship comes out of there. The Bible says, those that worship me must worship me in spirit, and in, spirit and in truth. It does talk about how blessed the Lord, oh my soul. Why? Because your spirit sometimes has to talk to your soul yep. so you can get things going. Yep. Amen? amen? So, But that's, that's what we're talking about. Christ, Holy Spirit, Word. Now, soul, that's where your mind, your will, and your emotions are. Your intellect, your memory. All right? All that stuff is up in your soul, the soul realm of who you are. A lot of Christians are born again, but they live out of their soul. <laughs> Meaning when things happen, their response is, is what I'd call soulish. It's not truth. It's emotional, over the top, losing it. But they're saved. <laughs> Amen? I've had some moments like that. All right? <laughs> not as many as I used to. My wife's laughing because she knows. But anybody have a soulish moment? Yes. Time or two in your life. <laughs> hey, 
We're soulish beings, but this is, this is the breakdown. Body, we all know what that is, right? Okay? So once again, everybody say spirit. Spirit. Soul. Soul. And body. And body. Here we go. I'm going to read this. If your identity is found in Christ, then it matters less and less what people think of you. Because it's coming from an eternal place. It has nothing to do with public opinion. It has everything to do with divine position. Yeah. The value I am worth dying for. <laughs> and my spirit is alive and is positioned in Christ in heavenly places. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. I am positioned in a heavenly place. And I have eternal value. So if somebody comes along and says, and hates on me, it doesn't, I mean. Be like, do you know who yeah, I am? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't look at him like that. Amen. You guys get that? I'm going to say it again. If your identity is found in Christ, spirit core of who you are every last one of you look it don't matter what happens on the outside or what has happened to you or this or that or whatever we're going to get into some details but your spirit if your identity is found in christ in the spirit holy spirit the word of god then it matters less and less what people think about you and sometimes you have to remind people about who you are like it just made me as he was talking about that i was just thinking about an exchange i had with gia <laughs> I think it, I can't remember when it was. Could have been yesterday, and um, I was about to change the baby. And you know, sometimes you sit down and forget you don't have all your stuff with you. But if you get back up, he's gonna take off. And and so I was like, Gia, can you just <laughs> exactly? So I was like, Gia, can you please um, go get his stuff so I can change him, and then we'll do like our nails and stuff after. And she goes over there to get it, and she's like, Why do I always have to do all the hard work? And I was like. I turned to the side. I was like, excuse me? And she was like, nothing. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting this stuff, but I almost in that moment had to remind her. I'm like, you forget who you're talking to. I know who I am. Do you know who you are in this house? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. like identity. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's solidify some things yeah. here, little girl. Er, and let me remind you about who you are and who I am in this house. So sometimes it's things like that where someone says something to you and you have to be like, well, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Let's, let's start that again. Yes. I and let's don't get it right. That. No, I don't, I don't receive your projected opinion of me. I know who I am and let me tell you who I am. Um, and I just think sometimes we, we are okay with people just saying all kinds of stuff and it's like, it's not okay. It's okay to stand up for yourself and to say, that is not who I am. Mm -hmm. I may have been that, but I am that no more. And you are not allowed to address me like that anymore. You are not allowed yes. to talk to me like that mm -hmm. anymore. And it's okay yeah. to assert yourself in mm -hmm. some things um, because you are a new creature in Christ. The old you is no more. And sometimes you got to work it out. Yes. And sometimes people don't know that new you. So you have to tell them, this is the new me. Get used to it. Yeah. Um, so just sometimes reassert yourself. Like I had to reassert my child <laughs> in that moment and just remind her mm -hmm. about 
positioning in this, in this environment. Um, it's funny because I, I sat there and I was like, I know I did not hear her say what I think she just said. <laughs> like, took a moment, but she corrected herself quickly. <laughs> and I think we can do that practically as people and in life um, with how we relate to people and even how we view ourselves. Sometimes you have to shut down some of those internal things that try and tell you contrary to who you are in Christ, and that's an internal conversation. It's Amen. like back and forth, back and forth, and you just have to tell that thing, no, 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 this is who I am. And you speak to that part of people, like you speak who they are. You, you be the one speaking through this to there. Ignite that thing inside of people. Speak life. That's what it means by speaking life. You're speaking to, you know, you are a woman of God. You are a man of God. You, you take your sword and just, and just stir up, get down in there and stir that up inside of people, the real who they are, yeah. that they are fearfully and wonderfully mm -hmm. made. And they are a son of God, a child of God, yeah. justified, righteous. You are who God says you are. You yeah. know, we got to talk to other people like that. We got to talk to each other like that. Yeah. It's Amen. like the good stuff is at the bottom yeah, of the pot, gotta, the soup. You, know you kind of got to stir it up sometimes, stir that yeah. thing up in others. Yeah. So the good stuff starts to float to the yeah. top. You need that long wooden spoon. Get in the, in the Stir that thing. I know we don't drink Kool-Aid anymore, but I don't want red number 20. You know what I'm saying? Blue 40. I don't know what that is, but stir up the Kool-Aid. Amen? Amen. So get down in. Okay. Here we go. Um, stir up the kombucha. All right. Is that better? Okay. Um, we have a kombucha lover in the back, everybody. Okay. So here we go. So um, here it is. I got a quote, and then we're going to go to the next diagram in a second. But Sinclair B. Ferguson said this, just to kind of reiterate what my wife just said. You must know, rest in, think through, and act upon your new identity in Christ. Because you, God has given you a position, but you must steward that. There is a responsibility we have. Assert yourself even in prayer. Assert yourself in praise. Yeah. Assert yourself to the devil. Yeah. And assert yourself to your own emotions. Yeah. As, talking spirit, right? I'm going to say it one more time. You must know, you must know, rest in, think through, and act upon your identity, your new identity in Christ. That is, when it comes to identity, there is a responsibility on us to do this. Amen? Yeah. Because yeah. it's possible to be in a position and not know that position and not live out that position. Am I talking to anybody? It's possible to, to um, have a gift and not know it's there or not really access it. Amen? Hmm. So here we go. Here, let's go to the next diagram. And this kind of breaks down what happens all around. And sometimes, what, so we'll kind of go through some of these things. Um, political views don't come from your spirit. All right? <laughs> now hear me out. Culture doesn't. It's eternal. It's the result of life. Okay? Now hear me. Um, ethnicity is, is not spirit. Okay? It is soul and body. And body. It's not just body. There's some, there are things in, our, in, the, in the makeup of our experience and what rolls out. Uh, life experiences. Okay? Education or lack thereof is not coming from a place of identity. Okay? And we're going to talk about what happens when we start to place our identity in things that don't even come from our true identity. 
This is where we get into trouble. It is part of who we are, but it is not spirit, okay? Socioeconomic status has nothing to do with your spirit. It has to do with how you came through this life. It's on this side of eternity, amen? These, nothing's wrong with these things at all, but we gotta know where they are because your identity in Christ is Christ alone is coming from God and it rolls out into these things but it is not it God some of these things God made you this way but your identity is in him and last week we talked about filters and we talked about um, there's so many different kinds of filters that I will sit and watch something and I'll filter them through all of these things. The fact that I'm a woman, the fact that I'm black, the fact that, that I'm an immigrant to the US. Like there's so many filters that I'm putting through my system when I'm looking at something. But my primary, my last filter and primary filter should always be through my spirit. Yeah. Always. That is my primary filter. All those other things fall under soul and body. Right. My spirit is who I am. So everything else has to filter through that. That's, that's kind of what this diagram is saying. All those things make you who you are. All these things that, that um, are a part of my life have made me the person I am today. And I'm very proud and thankful for who I have become and, and continue to become. Um, but hopefully, as I'm growing and as I grow in understanding um, in my faith, I'm coming to a place where I recognize that these other things, um, though they make up who I am, they do not define who I am. And we said, I said this last, level, yeah. yeah, on a spiritual level, I said this last week, when we stand before the Lord, we're not answering the Lord, answering to the Lord for all of these other things. We're gonna answer to him for how we loved people. Did you show my love to people? Could people walk away from you knowing who Jesus is? And if they can't, if all they can remember from being spending time with you is you talking about your political views, your culture, your ethnicity, um, your education, and, and all of those things, not that those things are bad. Hear me and, and take this in context. Those are who we are, so those things are gonna naturally come out of us. But what needs to primarily come out of us is who we are in the spirit. Yes. That is who you leave with people people remember that mark that you leave on them. Have you had people, yeah. yeah, have you had people leave your presence and they're like, that was real, I felt, I feel really good like leaving now, I feel better. And that's the spirit of God inside of you. That's breathing life onto somebody else. People shouldn't leave our presence and feel heavier than when they came. Yeah. And it's because of Jesus. And, and it's not people, us, it's yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and in the scripture, here it is, and I'm going to give you some theology around this too, okay? The Bible says that in Christ, there's neither male or female, so we could even put gender here. There's no marriage in heaven, so we could even put gender there because it is a part of who you are. It's how God made you, and it's part of your identity, knowing who your gender is. But, in, but if you want to weigh that against Christ, the Bible says there is no male or female meaning not one is above the other. It is Christ. The Bible says there is no Jew nor Greek in Christ, in the spirit. Why? Because it's on the outside of here. It has its place. It is important. Like I said in our first um, um, message this month, how I talked about how I challenged 
uh, white people specifically as a white man. And you can go back and listen to that um, because it is important to talk about these things. And I challenge them to stretch themselves in the, and just based on my, my sermon and everything, uh, we need to connect and create unity um, around uh, those things. But the, way, the reason I could challenge white people is because I was speaking from my spirit. That I was speaking from my spirit to white people in the soul and the body saying we can do better in this world and in this culture when it comes to um, accepting and stepping outside of our white bubble. I was in the, in the spirit speaking to soul and body. Amen? And so, um, so he, all these things have their place in our life. But when you weigh anything in life against Christ and his word, it's going to be a second. Second. Amen? And I know this might be challenging for some. This might be somewhat of a process. And we knew going into this series that this this is where freedom is found, okay? And so these things are a part of our life and who we are. But the devil recognizes Christ and his word in you. All these other things are part of giving you influence, but if you're going to come against the devil... He's only going to hear spirit. That my ethnicity, my education has no spiritual weight to it because it's coming from a place that is valid in who I am. But if you want to address something in the spirit, you got to address it from a spiritual position. Yeah. Are you guys hearing this? Yeah. And so this doesn't take away from who you are, okay? But we're just emphasizing that you are a spiritual being that was far, you were in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before you were, came forth from your mama's belly, you were in Christ. You were spiritual. You were a spirit being. Amen? You guys with us? Yeah. All right, here we and go. It's cool because, and I'll, yeah. then we'll jump in, but the, all of those things that make you the person you are, um, they're beautiful things. Like your political views, maybe you have those views because you are supposed to be passionately pursuing something that's gonna help a vast majority of people. Maybe that's something that God put inside of you, but even that needs to be filtered through your spirit. Um, you, everything has to come into alignment with the word of God with who he is, what, what he's about, and who we are as a result of him in our lives. None of this can stand independent of, of, of Jesus and your spirit man and Christ in you because that's where you see imbalance. You start to see people who, who are way out here about certain things, but then they can't even um, love their neighbor. Like they're here spouting justice for all, but then they'll side talk somebody who's sitting right next to them and you're like, didn't you just say justice for all and, and you're here not being kind to the person who's sitting right next to you? Like it's, it's a real thing. That's why when we're talking about um, living life from your spirit, the fruit of the spirit comes out of you and everything else 
filters through that. And then be your, be your, um, be on your, your fight for justice. Do your thing. Like, do it. But do it as unto the Lord. Can yes. the Lord be pleased with how you're doing it and how you're communicating yes. and what you're doing? Will he be pleased with that? And if he's not, you need to take a step back and be like, where, where is there an imbalance here yes. that where I need to come back into mm -hmm. alignment? Maybe you need to go a little deeper when you go in there and not just come from the soul realm to it. Yeah. Don't, 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 you know, so even me personally, I'm very careful about how I communicate around from here um, because my political views, um, I, I'm very careful because um, it can, if I speak from my soul, it's going to hurt somebody or it's going to divide people. So, so I need to pass through, I need to speak from my spirit through these things. All these things are great, and these are just are. some. I mean, we they can fill great. this whole, this whole um, slide with just stuff. So think about what you would put in there. You could process that yourself. But all these things are great. Some of these, they're very much a part of your assignment. Yeah. It's the way God made you to be. Yeah. It's part of what God has called you to do. But when we step into it, we want to speak from a spiritual place. Um, relationships are great, <laughs> but they are not identity. Nope. They're, they're, they're just, if you want to look at it, for, they're just kind of icing on the cake of life. And sometimes they're not icing at all. They're horrible and they are painful. They have been. Can I get a witness? Yeah. It's relation. It's great. It's part of God's plan, but they don't come from identity. The no. people around you don't define who you are. God does. Even if they're good people. This church, anybody enjoy being a part of Hopeland Church? Yeah. Yeah. But your identity isn't wrapped up in this church. Somebody no. say amen. Amen. It, it's part of your life, but your identity comes from a deeper place than even church community. Yeah. So if we want to talk about identity, we're going to go deep. And we're going to go past through everything that sometimes culture and life says it is. Now, I get it's part of who you are. Um, uh, I grew up, so life experiences. I grew up, I was sexually abused as a child from a very young age. Smoking weed when I'm six. Drinking beer when I'm six. Smoking cigarettes when I am six. Those are part of my journey, and it's given me a platform to speak in other people's life. But thank God, it is not my identity. Yeah. God will use it, but my identity is deeper than that. Yeah. It, my identity was solidified before people mess with me the wrong way. You get what I'm saying? So even the good things, the bad things, God will use them, but it is not who you are. Yeah. Amen. All right. Here we go. Okay. So um, let's go to, uh, we had a list of things. Maybe we'll do that later. But you got to tell yourself who God says you are. Here's our, here's our next point. True freedom is the result of a well-fed spirit. And the thing about it is as Christians, they love God. They're saved. Their bodies are doing great. <laughs> their soul is feeling good. But their spirit is starving. Amen. You see the diagram there. We feed all that other stuff. And we, 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 we take a, we, t we, we, have a, we have a spiritual breakfast on a Sunday, once a week. You get what I'm saying? And so this was another one of my wife's points. Uh, true freedom is the result of a well-fed spirit. Go for it, babe. And I think even the times that we're living in right now, you can, yeah, you you can, can see, see like how people are. where you are. This is like for your personal evaluation. If... Um, your spirit is strong. 
things will, because we live in life, so things are constantly going to be coming at us. That happen in the soul and the body that, realm. Yeah, that this is just the life. We, we're, we live in a fallen world. So life will never be perfect for anyone or for everyone. Um, but when you feed your spirit, the reason we can tell people to, um, to, um, to have a spirit of faith in this time that we're walking through um, is because there's something in our spirits that rise up that's contrary to what's going on in the world. We see the chaos, but my spirit is at peace. There's chaos in the world, but my spirit, I don't want my spirit to be chaotic. The only way my spirit will experience peace in the chaos is if I'm feeding it, or else everything in my life, if, if my body and my soul are overtaking my spirit, no wonder people feel off kilter. No wonder people are like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen, what's next? But if my spirit man, the core, is strong, whatever happens, this core is not shifting, it's not moving. Things may change in my body, things may change in the soul, in my emotions, but my spirit is telling me, your spirit, most of the time, will be contrary to what you're feeling and what's going on in the world. Your spirit man will always be, when you're feeding it and feeding it well, your spirit can't survive on snacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come you can't be snacking and expect that your body is getting all of its nutrients. All right. That is just in a physical yeah. way. But your spirit yeah. is the same. You're giving it little snacky foods. Yeah. I have fruit snacks, snacky foods. Cheerios, stuff like that for the kids. If yeah. that's all they ate every day, yeah they would be yeah. susceptible to everything. Right. And think about that for your spirit. If you are not feeding your, your spirit, system your off. spirit immunity is gonna just be, it's just gonna soak take up a beating. Whatever. Soak it up. It's just gonna just take a beating. soak up anything that comes. My wife is a meat eater. <laughs> She's like, we'll go out to eat and I'll be like, I'm gonna have a salad. She's like, <laughs> why would you get a salad? Like we can make a salad at home. I'm like, babe, I like salad. <laughs> Anyway. I don't know where that came yeah. from. <laughs> what does that have to do with what we're talking about? The meat of the word, right? Yes. No, let me, let me finish. Okay, there's the, there's the picture there. I'm like, yeah. where is he going no, with this? No, but the thing is, there's something like she gets, um, she doesn't get hangry. <laughs> she gets quiet, like um, uniquely quiet and just withdrawn. I'm like, girl, you need some food. Let's go. Like, whatever. What is it? Hamburger? What is it, girl? Right. So just think about our, your spirit. What happens? We, we're frail and spiritually anemic. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not. We, we got to feed our spirit. Yeah, amen. A well, uh, true freedom is the result of well-fed spirit. So, um, amen. I'm going to get her <laughs> a good something with meat amen. after lunch today. Amen. And uh, you got to get that meat. So that's what it means, a well-fed spirit. So yeah. when these things happen, your spirit, your spirit then is, starts to yeah. talk. Your spirit's like, no, yeah. I'm not going to give in to this. No, yeah. I need to speak life. No, your yes. spirit will then be yes. contrary to what you're feeling yes. and what your emotions are during the time. Yes. So we're going to read Galatians yes. 5. It's good. You, um, you, you gotta, your spirit must, I'll say it this way, it, when stuff happens, your spirit's got to flex. You got your spirit. If your spirit doesn't flex, it means you need to get 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 a good meal. Come on now, get in the word, uh, prayer, worship, all those things. It's gonna feed, feed your, your spirit. spirit. Yeah. If your spirit doesn't flex, it just. 
Come on now. I know <laughs> and, just, and you have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because yeah. sometimes he'll prompt you. He'd be like, maybe you should just go listen to a worship song. And you're like, no, I need to go do this. Or you get a little prompt to just open your Bible for a second and you ignore that prompt. Yeah. You don't know if he's preparing you for what's coming tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Um, don't ignore those prompts. That is actually your spirit alerting you to the fact that it needs some nutrients, that there might be some, because our spirit is very sensitive to what's going on um, in the world. Like, because we're connected, our spirit, we're spirit beings, and um, we have that um, eternal compass, yeah. we're constantly connected to heaven. So your spirit is, is, if you're open to receiving what God is speaking, he will constantly be downloading things oh, yeah. into your spirit. Oh, yeah. And if your spirit yeah. is, is saying, I need some food, and you're ignoring it, yeah. and things happen, and you're like, and it just takes you out. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. take you out. I get that life happens, and yeah. there are suddenlies, and, and, things, and, and, and things are hard right. and challenging. I know that. But when you're in the spirit, there's something in your spirit, man, that responds to those things, yeah. that says, no, you're gonna be okay. No, yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, um, um, I am not gonna be weary. The Lord is my strength. Like Your spirit responds to what's happening in your soul and even in your body. When you're not feeling well, your, your spirit will be like, I am healed in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. I'm gonna speak the word of God over the situation until I start to see a change. And you apply the practical things that you need to in the body, in the soul, but allow your spirit to shine in the times that it needs to, but you have to feed it in order for it to actually produce something yeah. inside of you. Yeah, and it's like, even as men, you know, if you feel threatened or push or something, but something in a man's like, like, it's natural for us to be like, you know, get your hands off me, right? Am I right? What are you talking so about? So what I'm talking about, okay. in the spirit, when the devil messes with you and you don't respond, so chances are your spirit, you're, you're, when you're just letting it happen, let the, no, don't let that stuff happen. Rise up. That's what that means when we say rise up. Respond. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, what, he spoke from his spirit. It is written. Yep. He, he, he didn't speak from his soul or his body. He fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. His body was weak, but his spirit was like, it is written. Shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve devil bounced and so we and i'm just talking to even men i know that there's a there's a line i think in in, in there's a code right if, if if the disrespect crosses the line we naturally are like you know kind of fight or flight and i'm just saying on a, i'm trying to parallel that on a spiritual level if the devil tries to cross the line you need to let him know who, who who you, you are. are here's where identity comes in like we're circling back here like it's it's so important if you don't know who you and are the, and the temptation in the wilderness to jesus here we're going to read the scripture was if you are who you say you God. are yeah he challenged his challenged identity. identity and his spirit told the devil you gotta go amen all right here we go galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 17 says this i say then here we go Walk, Walk in the spirit, spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. flesh. Somebody say body. Body. 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. Um, somebody 
know that that's true, right? <laughs> and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Okay? Let's go to verse 8. I'm oh, sorry, Galatians 6, verse 8. For he who sows to the flesh, and that just means time, energy, effort. You sow in the flesh, of the flesh you'll reap. You'll get a harvest called corruption. Okay? And, but he who sows, what? Feeds your spirit. He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. life. All right? So here's Joyce Meyer real quick, and I'll let my wife mention some things. The more we focus on who we are in Christ, the less it matters who we were in the past or even what happened to us. As I shared a little bit of my story a minute ago, I'll read it again. The more we focus on who we are in Christ, the less it matters who we were in the past and even what happened to us. Because I'm coming from a place that was before that. That's just, that's just stuff God, God, that's just stuff I went through that I'm going to use to preach to people. Yeah. The, the thing that was a weapon against me is now a weapon in my hand. Yeah. Come on now. All right. No, it's good. Um, and just on a practical nature. No, it's really good. I wasn't patronizing. <laughs> um, but just personally, um, I know that there are certain things that um, are going on in the world. And then even in personal conversation with people, there's certain documentaries people are always trying to get me to watch. <laughs> about um, uh, injustice and things like that. And um, well, what's the one I meant to look it up? What's the one um, with the boys, Central Park? What was it? No, not that one. When They, when see, they us. see Us. But I did see that one on Netflix. And then but the one 13 or something? 13th. 13th. Um, so there's just certain things that people are always like, oh, you should check this out. You would like it and, and stuff like that. And I'm, I keep telling people, you know what? I know I would like it, but I understand that when I watch those things, her soul rises my up. My soul rises up and I get so angry. <laughs> and knowing that that's what happens, sometimes I have to say, I can't watch that right now. Like, my spirit is not prepared <laughs> to fight that internally for me right now. Really Does it good, mean babe. that really I don't want to watch it and I shouldn't? No, I should, and I probably will one day. I'll get there, people who keep asking me to watch stuff. I'm we'll gonna like get a there. a watch party, we'll have uh, <laughs> tissues. Because it makes me cry, yeah. it makes me feel um, the injustice of people, and I honestly believe that God put that inside of me. I was like that ever since I was little. I was reading books like about Martin Luther King Jr., the apartheid, like all these things that are in me. I would read these books as a child, and I could feel that as, even as a kid. But you get to this place where um, it's constantly being thrown at you. It's overwhelming for your soul sometimes. And as believers, we have to be able to know when it's too much. It's yeah, good. It's and good. if your spirit can't rise up in those moments and be like, I serve a just God. And regardless of what's happening, does that put a, there's a personal responsibility on me to yes. do what's right yes. and to stand for what's right. That I don't believe is by accident, that God put that inside of me. I just have to navigate, how do you want me to express this in the role that you've given me to, to, um, 
to lead people and to guide people. There's a, there's a weightiness that comes with the responsibility of what we do. I don't get to just spout off at the mouth on my social media account because I watch something and I feel like there's injustice and, and all of this should be turned around. Yes, maybe it should, but it's, I recognize that my soul sometimes um, needs to take a little step back so the spirit of God can do some more in me before yield, I yield. before I step into something that I'm not quite ready to address properly. There is that internal battle. That is the flesh and the spirit warring inside of me. Like, I want to say this. I want to do this. But my spirit's like, no. Is that the fruit of the spirit that's going to come out of you? What is about to come out of your mouth? Is that Jesus? No. And I have to think about that because now we're pastoring. Even on a greater level here, I have a responsibility to you to model the way I need to conduct myself as a believer. And that has to come out of my spirit. Is the, 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 and the, the justice part of me like, this something must be done? Yes. That's still in there. I have to navigate that and figure out, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? What can I do that will still bring glory to you yes. where I can act and operate in what you've called me to do? And sometimes I, I feel like we get caught up in the emotions of all of this, where we allow, we give ourselves to the emotions of everything that's happening in the world. We give ourselves to the injustices and forget who we are in Christ and forget who God is. God is a just God. He is a just God. So I will do my part. You will do your part. But there's no way I'm going to let the devil get a foothold on my soul. So then what anything I say in the spirit holds no more weight. Because all people can see in here is how I spouted off the mouth saying something I shouldn't have said. They will always revert back to what I shouldn't have said instead of what I'm saying now. And I have a greater responsibility to be to release what's in my spirit more than what's in my soul. It's good. It's my good soul word. has to take a second seat good word. to the spirit of God inside of me, Amen. whatever it is. Even if what my soul is feeling is right and just, if in the moment it is not beneficial for my spirit, that thing needs to take a second seat. It's good word. So I challenge you, whatever that is for you, because we all have an internal battle. If you know something is going to overwhelm you in your soul, shut it down. Just shut it down. You don't have to, to, to take that in. You, you have the choice. I talked about personal responsibility. You alone will stand before the Lord. By our words, we will be justified. By our words, we will be condemned. That is in the Bible. That is not me preaching that. That is in the Bible. And I want to really challenge you guys. I know what that struggle is like. It's hard. Like we'll have conversations after and I'll be in tears and I will just let it all out. And then I'll be like, okay, I need to go spend some time with Jesus. <laughs> let me get into my prayer closet and just remember that I trust him. And remember that um, in all of this, there are people who have a voice and are doing things. Maybe I can lend my support financially. Maybe I can lend my support in another way. Um, but there are always ways to tap into that part of your soul that is part of who you are. Mm -hmm. 
who God created you to be in a way that will honor him, it must always honor him. That's good. Here we go. So this is our last point. Um, and it's a, kind of like a fill in the blank here that we wanted you guys to literally just process for yourself. But my identity is in Christ, not in. And I don't know what that is. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, uh, you know, that, you know, he talked about uh, I have been given a righteousness that's not of my own. So he specifically struggled with legalism and the law because he was a Pharisee. He was, of the, you know. So he was um, when he heavily assaulted. religious, uh, the Apostle Paul, sorry, the Apostle Paul, but, you know, but what is it in your life that you find yourself leaning your identity on mm -hmm. and it's not Christ? And so I wanted to take, I want to really challenge us and really take something home and process this before the Lord. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe you're like, man, I know what it is. I got three things that, and that, no, for real, like this is, this is what growth is about. Okay. We're not concerned with just giving you a nice little cute message. I mean, part of my wife's heart and what she feels at times is even these series are really part of her tapping into uh, what she feels it really troubles her in culture and society and a way for us to do this in a way that we can um, live out that desire in her. Uh, and that's why we're doing this. But here we go. Once again, my identity is in Christ, not in. I'll tell you one thing for me. Because of the abuse of my childhood, I kind of reverted to um, always having to perform. So that's something I, sh I fight with. That my identity is in Christ, not in my performance. My identity is in Christ, not what I accomplish. My identity is in Christ, not that uh, sometimes even just a pride of knowing what I've been through and how I've had to fight through things. I believe God will give you a certain confidence when you walk through things and look back and go, man, I'm still here and I'm not in a mental hospital. Somebody say amen. You know, I'm serious. I mean, I'm, if you look at what I grew up in statistically, uh, not too many people are doing so well at this age in their life. Um, and so I'm thankful for God's goodness, but that's something that I have to constantly uh, make sure I'm just passing through the word. My identity is in Christ, not in... And not in how I feel today or will feel yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Your feelings will change. Yes. Like yeah. how many times you wake up, oh, I'm in a great mood. And then by the afternoon or at the end of the day, you're like... This day was like, what? <laughs> or like in a certain time in the day. Just like you're like, fine, then this then, happened, then you're good at night. You're like, what just, what? But, Somebody yeah, say soul. That's your soul. It'll take you on a ride. Your spirit wasn't <laughs> tripping all day. That was your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. Right? You just got to know, okay, this ain't me. This is just a part of me. This is not me. This is just a part and of And I'm going to talk to the ladies. You can, even, ahead, you can even talk about in terms of your body. And sometimes when that time of the month comes and you're like, I am allowed to act like this because of this. And you know what? Preach I get one. it. <laughs> I get it. But even in that, we have to preach. We have to evaluate ourselves, ladies, and be like, you know what? This is my body and soul acting crazy. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But my spirit really needs to regulate on that. Yeah. Like, like that. how am I treating people even in the middle of all of this? I can do better. 
and and we can get some more grace from people who are dealing with us as well like understand that some of these things are outside of our control it's not who they are it's not who i am just in the soul it's, and the body realm it's just a, a blip in the in, in my life but even in that um and i'll say this before having kids um um i was able to you can you know when when it's coming you know when it's coming and i could regulate my emotions knowing that it was coming knowing i had to prepare emotionally and mentally i could tell myself as things are happening this is my these are hormones <laughs> this isn't for real <laughs> like this is not a big a deal as it seems in this moment i found like after having kids i lost all of that control it totally went out the window <laughs> my hormones and emotions sometimes are just way out there so i'm thankful for my husband pray for me but even in those moments like even if we have a moment you can sit down for a minute and be like you know what that was purely hormonal yes and yeah, i really spirit that that's was not, not the spirit of the Definitely Lord. Definitely not Jesus. And I think that we can even in those small things, like regulate on those small things. Yeah. It might not spirit. seem like it's a big yeah. deal, but we are responsible regardless of what's happening to us, in us, in the world. We are still responsible for how we speak and how we act. So all those things factor into our behavior and who who we are in Christ who we are in Christ is who I am in Christ reflected in how I talk to my kids after they've called my name for like the 500th time that day am I still reflecting Jesus in those yeah. moments um Am I reflecting Jesus when my husband goes sideways on me and 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 starts buckling under the pressure not that he ever does but when he gets frustrated with things um Am I giving him grace? And am I recognizing, okay, he's dealing with this. Can I not lash out in this moment? Let, reel it in. Like we sometimes just give in and don't actually put up a fight and don't actually allow our spirits to actually check us. We just flow with it. I'm just going with the flow. I'm just feeling what I'm feeling and, and we're supposed to express our emotions. Yes, we are. But we don't express ourselves from just our emotions. It needs to be filtered through the spirit of God and who we are in Christ. Is he seeing Jesus in me every day? Is he seeing the transformative power of the Holy Spirit in how I act and speak every day? He is the best witness of that. If my husband can't stand up here and say, I'm seeing God working in your life, um, what am I doing? If the people closest to you are not seeing the transformative power of Jesus at work in your life, what are you doing? That is a conversation between you and the Lord. Where is your identity? Where is it? Are, is it firm and secure or is it shaky? If it's shaky, feed your spirit. Get some good food. Five minutes sometimes might not be enough for you. Get a little more, whatever that may be. You got to feed your spirit to be strong in these times. It's good, yes. So the things of the world don't sway you. Yes, amen. Don't knock you down and, and lay you out. Feed your spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope and your future in God is great.